is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. Hi, <laughs> listeners. Hi, everyone. Guess what we're doing? We're having a drink. A little vino. A little vino, which means this episode could be absolutely batshit. We just don't know. Welcome. Yet. Welcome. Well, Enjoy if, it. If you want to embrace it. On your morning walk or a, uh, you know, little lunchtime walk or any kind of walk, join us. Grab wine. <laughs> Why are they on a walk? Why specifically is everyone that's listening on a walk? I just like podcasts. I listen when I'm on my walk, my yeah, power walk, fair. my like Kath and Kim energy walk. <laughs> I do it. In, I, I do it in the car. I do listen in the car. So I couldn't be Definitely having a drink. Don't get a wine. <laughs> don't get a wine in the car. It's illegal. We don't want to be liable for you drinking in the car. No, the Australian government, this is a message from them. Do yeah, not drink drive, it is. <laughs> they paid us. They didn't. They did not pay us to say that. We're just scared of them. I'm de- deeply scared of the police at all times. I'm constantly thinking I've done something wrong. Do you do that thing where you're driving and you're driving past a cop and you're just like, I have done a grave murder and I don't even know that I have, but that, they can tell that I have. The, that's the true crime podcast coming out in you. Never. <laughs> that's because you listen to, you have a diet rich in true crime. <laughs> no, I think it's just that like, well, to be fair, when I was younger, I used to get pulled over for all sorts of shit. Like what? Not, not, not crazy stuff. Just like you don't have peas on the back of your car because oh. it would fly off. You know how those stupid fucking magnetic peas that would fly off? And um, so I'd get pulled over for that. And then they'd be like, and also your license is out of date. And also your phone is on the side, on the seat there. And you're not allowed to have it. Like, it would be all these little things. And you'd that- be like, great. What else? You want to tell me I'm ugly? Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> and also this car is illegal for no reason. It just is illegal. <laughs> you're just not allowed to have this car. <laughs> That's $10,000. But yes. Um, yes. Well, yeah. Grab a wine if you feel to. Mm. Or just a green juice if you it's nine in the morning and you just think it's a bit early for a wine. It's not, but if you feel it. We're, I mean, there's eight weeks till Christmas. Exactly. It's anyone's game We're right in the now. zone. We're in the zone. Coping mechanisms <laughs> at the ready. Let's sprint the rest of this bitch out because 2020 <laughs> has been a time. I know. Do you know what I was saying the other day? Everyone's celebrating Halloween and I'm like, why? This has been the worst year. Why are we making it worse by scaring the fuck out of ourselves one day of the year like it's been a horrible year we do not this need to year do has that. been a nightmare i literally don't need any more spookiness yeah we've already had the nightmare um but yes what's been going on with you lately well uh i this week downloaded dolly alderton's new book called ghosts so yeah um you guys might listen to her other podcast with pandora sykes a high low or you might have um, read her first book, but this was a nonfiction book from her and it was really rattling. It rattled yeah. my cage. And I don't often get my cage rattled by nonfiction. Yeah. I mean, by fiction, sorry. Yeah. Because oh, is it a fiction book? So it's a fiction book. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, her first was nonfiction mm-hmm. and this was fiction. Normally, fiction doesn't really rattle me. I can like close the book at the end of the day and be like, well, that was a nice read. Great. Yeah. This was so hectic. So for those who haven't heard about it, it's the the protagonist gets ghosted multiple times and all everyone in her friendship circle is like getting married and having kids and her and her single friend uh, are dating and getting ghosted and getting ghosted after like eight months. And mm. it really rattled me because I was like, they could leave at any time. 
<laughs> it's like gotten in your head. It's gotten in my head. I mean, one minute they were looking at houses to buy, not to rent. And then they had an inspection that morning and then she never heard from him again. Mm. I'm like, how do you go from finishing someone's sentence? Like normally we would assume ghosting happens in the early stages. Yep. Early in the piece, like after like one, two months and that really hurts. But imagine being ghosted by some dude you were living with. Yeah. Shit, it's crazy. Well, I guess it's like that story that I was telling. I think it was the first episode that yeah. I told that story about that girl and her story partner. She went overseas and then he like just moved in with another girl. And, you know, I do think that it happens. I do think that with late ghosting, surely there are some issues first. Like there's a vibe, like a vibe in the sense of it might not be a vibe that they're going to definitely leave you, but there's an unhappiness. There's a, Mm. there's an itchy feet. There's a something going on. Like every time I have broken up with a guy, it's been like a period of time where I'm uncomfortable and it's quite obvious that I'm uncomfortable. So surely it's not like bang, it just happens. I know. I, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I don't know. It goes really, to the it, it, Yeah. 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 Like a fiction book written in the UK. <laughs> says that says it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. It really rattled my cage. It's, Ash honestly looks like she has seen like a ghost. Like yeah, that's how I mean, terrified she looks. I haven't fake tan this week. Tonight is fake tan night, <laughs> friends. You know. Oh my yeah. God. Actually, I have a fake tan story in that I've been trying to regularly fake tan again because I'm dating. So like... I'm not going to talk. I've just, I've made this new decision, which I think we've talked about. I'm not talking about my dates anymore because I just have this horrible, every time someone joins the group, we have a mutual friend mm. in some form. The dudes and then, are listening too. Well, this is the thing is like, I feel like this many mutual friends, like the fact that almost everyone that's in this group, I have some sort of degree of separation from them means that there has to be some degrees of separation mm. from people I'm dating. And I just would really like to keep my personal life like those dudes away from the podcast. Stay away from the podcast. Just yeah. stay away. <laughs> Unlike my dude, Platch, who yeah. loves to watch, loves to loves to listen <laughs> every week and give me uh, some really harsh feedback oh, on no. my metaphors and analogies. Oh, Clatch. Yeah, we love Ash's bad metaphors and al- analogies. That's what we're here for. Yeah. No so, Clatch. Yeah. We should have him come on as a guest one time. He we definitely should. needs to. Yeah, if you guys want to hear from <laughs> my we boyfriend. We do. Clutch is great. He needs to come on. It's happening. I'm going to make it happen. Um, but yeah, so I, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah, so fake tanning. So I feel like I'm, cause I'm going out more. Yeah. I was like, I want a fake tan because sometimes I just feel like wearing a dress and then my you legs. You want me feeling yourself. I want feeling myself, yeah. But I have eczema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mate, Mel's going to do a fifth podcast and it'll be just about eczema. <laughs> the eczema diaries, <laughs> literally. The itchy and scratchy show <laughs> with Melissa scratchy. Mason. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's like a whole there is literally a whole army of people like me who would relate to that podcast oh, i can yeah. tell you it would be a number one top rated Slathering podcast on them creams yeah just all we do is rank and rate different eczema creams like diprazone mm, it's okay like you know elecon it's right up there top tier advantin <laughs> fuck yeah you know but anyway so i have eczema and fate town obviously is like the worst enemy of it even when you get the organic ones or the lower in the dha or whatever it's just fucked and um i'll put it on if i have any eczema outbreak that patch goes really dark and then really light so it kind of like then it's really obvious like the patch of it and so then it's almost like why did i even bother doing this i should have just stayed pale is it because the skin turnover 
the fake tan because that's when your skin cells turn over the fake tan lifts and that's how it eventually wears off yeah but is it the way that your skin cells turn over with eczema i mean i never thought about it but probably but i think also just that it probably grabs too hard because it's dead skin cells and stuff and then i scratch it and then i'm scratching it off anyway but yeah so essentially yes except i'm probably the one that's turning them over quicker <laughs> with, my ha- with my nails <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah oof yeah ouchy yucky but anyway um what I was going to say was that I – fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say that, that – I think I was just going to say that. that yeah, I'm, that's – so we're just going to try and, uh, you know, Mel's going to tell us her dating stories in retrospect and we're all going to wait with bated breath. Yeah, I'm just going to – I'm like – I'm just decided I have such a plethora of old stories that I can just talk about old shit mm. and stuff. And then maybe at some point – the old shit would actually be new shit, but you won't even know it. But I'll never tell you which is an old story and which is a new story. Uh-oh, so it's basically The Matrix. It's The Matrix. Welcome to Inception. Welcome to Inception, <laughs> the 2020 dating version with <laughs> no one that looks like Keanu Reeves. No one no one looks like Keanu Reeves. I can tell you that much. Bum, bum. It's upsetting. Well, apart from that, what's happening this week? Well, what's happening this week or what's the episode? No, what's happening this week? I mean... Tell us a story. Spin us <laughs> any story. What have you seen? Spin what have you on. read? What oh, have you that's done? what I was going to talk to you about. Actually, to? it's it's not fun. So it's not oh, a fun one. No, we can't. Not all dating is fun. Not all dating is fun. And this isn't about me. This is about, and everyone would have seen it by now. That video that went viral, the news video that mm. was released, CCTV footage of a woman being attacked. Mm. I don't know legally what we have to say because he's actually been, which is the the complexity of the whole thing, is that he got acquitted. Or he got charged with assault but not sexual assault or intention for sexual yeah, assault so or something. Yeah, so he got off the intent yes, of rape and sexual assault, but it. he was charged with assault. Because obviously you can see in the video that he physically Assaults assaulted her. her. But the whole thing has opened up this whole minefield of what is what. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is harrowing footage. Um, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, it's on most news sites. But I also would warn you that it's pretty... Like, it could be really triggering for somebody yeah. who has experienced sexual assault or any form of assault. I was quite, like, rattled by it and I've never been assaulted. Yeah. And I was like, I felt sick. Like, I've never felt – I've never seen something so confronting in my life mm. on the news. And because basically it's a, a, a nurse, is she yes. Yeah, she's walking home or walking to work and the CCTV footage is of a sort of like a – almost like a car park or a little little – alcove yeah so she's walking past and he's crouching down yep. behind the wall and then when she just strolls past he grabs her he just like drags, pulls, her. drags her in pulls her to the ground she puts up a massive fight to be honest yeah. and then gets her on the ground and sort of gets on top of her um and it's just really like i i suppose if you watch it it is like obviously quite confusing in the sense that oh, there's a lot going on it's black and white it's grainy footage but at the same time like, pretty bloody obvious what's happening. Well, to me, yeah. like, but in court, they didn't, they decided that it wasn't that. And now there's a lot of uproar around that. Well, there's a lot of uproar as well because they're saying he was just trying to rob her. Yeah. But if you were trying to rob someone, their bag and her bag was in plain sight, mm. like push her over, grab the bag and run. Yeah. Putting your whole body weight on top of a woman who's smaller in stature mm. and weaker in sort of you know, physical ability, I think our judicial system still um, has a way to go. 
it's just, yeah, it was just really, really upsetting. And I think something that really confronted me about it was that, you know, she, like it could really happen to anyone. Mm. And I know that we, we know that and we're, you know, we walk around cautious all the time with keys through our fingers because that's how our lives have been conditioned to be because yeah. of, you know, things that happen. But I think just seeing it happening and how quickly it goes from her walking to her on the floor, like how quickly mm. she could be overcome by somebody who had the intent to get her onto the floor was terrifying. And I just think as well, Stranger Danger, um, you know, 101, what we have, you know, the, the keys in the hand, what you mentioned, Mel, I think there's a big problem that I found as well is remember when you'd be walking home, maybe going on a walk at 5.30am and it's not quite light out or mm. you're walking home at dusk and you used to just have one earphone out. Yeah. Now that we're wearing AirPods mm. and when you take one out, it stops the music. Mm. So you, ha- you have both in your ears when you're walking, listening to your music or your podcast and or you've got your sound... Um, you know, your noise cancelling headphones over both of your ears. Mm. It's like, it's pretty dangerous the way we're listening, consuming audio media. It is. But then it's just that thing of like, it's fucked. We still even have to think that way. Like, I mean, we do though. That's the, that's, that's the hard truth is that Mm. we do because things have not changed enough to the point where the messaging, like I think it's important for women to protect ourselves in the way of doing what we can to protect ourselves. I think the ultimate thing is the messaging from authorities and the wider social messaging needs to be, you know, stop raping women, stop attacking women, not women be careful, basically. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to, like, try not to fucking, like, put myself into danger because that's just human nature to try not to. And, yeah, but, like, I think that was what was so scary is, like, that scenario – that was just a main, like a main looking street. I would walk down there confidently and not like the, the times yeah. that we generally go, Oh, I'm going to take some extra precautions is like a dark alleyway or like five thirty in the park. morning. Exactly. Yeah, but then it's, it can happen anywhere. And I remember that yeah. story of, you know, the Melbourne woman, it was years ago now, but I've forgotten her name, unfortunately. Um, and she was attacked similarly. It's quite scary as well to that point of and I just think of a lot of nurses this has happened to. Yeah. Well, the shift work, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of female shift workers, um, which is, yeah, it's not good enough. Um, Jill Ma was Jill the woman Ma. I was thinking of. She, Of course. And yeah. There was a huge, um, huge uproar about that. Yeah, and that, because it was a main street as mm. well. And, again, it was just that one of those scenarios where you just think, at least in this situation – I feel relatively safe and then, yeah, it's fucked. But, yeah, the video is is horrific. But I think think worth watching if you can and you can handle it and obviously not everybody can and I understand that. Absolutely. Um, But for me it was an eye-opener of Mm. how quickly you can be overpowered by somebody in a situation where you – like it was literal seconds from her walking to her on the floor. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think it's just a timely reminder of safety first. Yeah. And, I mean, in 2020, you'd hope men were better. They are still not. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, that's not to say that women aren't attacked by other women and men aren't attacked by other men, but predominantly this is the story. Yeah, violence against women is just still so prevalent. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so sorry. That, I mean, not sorry, but like I think it's really important to talk about. But obviously, yeah. the segue here is not going to be great. Um, no, bear with us because we have got an episode this week, um, which is a little. It's a little lighter, you know, sort of stepping back into the realm of dating and um, you know less safety first. Yes. So, Mel. Oh yes. Yeah, so so this is my this is my story. Yeah. Um. So basically. I wanted to talk about shooting your shot, which is, if anyone doesn't know that term, it's basically putting yourself out there and, like, going for what you want. Oh, yeah. Whether that's asking a guy out, whether that's saying, do you want to come home with me, whether that's saying, um, do you want to move in together, like, you taking the initiative to ask for what you want or kind of put it out there, essentially. And the reason I wanted to talk about this was because I I feel like this is something that I generally – how I live my life in mm. dating because probably because I'm just an impatient person <laughs> to a degree and I've just got so much shit on. I got shit to do. So I'm just always on the apps. Like people will, I'm often in conversations where people are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you ask them out. Like I just wait, like I'll just have a combo with them until they, weeks. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, I don't have time for that. Like if you have not asked me out after like, a series of good messages that are fun, I'm just going to ask you out. Yeah. If I want to go out with you, as soon as I feel like I want to go out with you, I'm just going to ask you out. Let's get it done. And sometimes they ask me out before that happens. But most of the time, honestly, probably eight times out of 10, it's me going, hey, do you want to go get a drink? And I do that because it just seems like such a waste of my time to message someone for weeks and weeks waiting for them to hopefully ask me on a date when I could just do get get it out of the way. And then and I think on apps, look, apps is a bit different because there really isn't a lot of risk factor there. It's an app. So you're essentially talking to like a faceless person at that point. If it's a, if they say no, you can just unmatch them and run. Yeah, exactly. Done. So, yeah. But I actually, like quite a few years ago now, many moons ago, as people say, I actually did it in person once. And it's like my one of my best stories. So basically I... What the hell you broke operator? <laughs> Well, not in person, but, like, I did it in a far more scary, like, there was more risk involved, I guess. And basically what happened was I had finished up at a job Mm. and gone on to another job. And I'd always kind of had this, like, low-level crush on this guy from the previous job, right? And so I was, like, at the – like, I think I was just messaging him on, like, Instagram. It was, like, an Instagram thing, like – he'd put something up on Instagram stories and I'd replied to it. And then we were doing like a bit of a back and forth and like to, to, I guess to like contextualize the situation at in work, we'd never really had any obvious flirting happening. It was this kind of weird thing where every now and then I would think, Oh, I think maybe he was flirting with me or like whatever. Like he was you'd a different be department though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, kind of like, you know, those like open plan office thingies and yeah. like, so you'd run into people in the kitchen or whatever. And you'd met, like I'd met him at, points in time and then you know whatever and so it's kind of like every now and then we'd have like an interaction where I would be like I can't get a read on this but I think maybe he was flirting with me but I don't know and then there'd be another situation that would like counteract that where I'm like oh no you were not flirting with me now you're being weird and like distant to me so I was like couldn't never get a read so I was like whatever it was kind of like one of those things that just kind of like is an undercurrent yeah like you like you kind of always imagine what could potentially be but you're not like heavily invested in it yeah right so we're doing this messaging thing and we would kind of do this every now and then but I'm talking like 
extremely long periods of time between these messages. Like it was again still exactly (laughs) basically is, but it was just like a long time Mm. between messages. Like I would say timeline wise, it was like a few months maybe after I'd left that this particular situation happened and we'd had like a couple of messages in that time. But basically we're messaging about absolutely nothing. I can't remember what it was about now. And then I remember like Here thinking, it comes. you know what? <laughs> Shoot your shot. I was just like, I'm so bored of this weird limbo-y, I don't know what this is, analyzing things in my head shit. I just want to shut this shit down. Like, I just want to close the book on this thing and, and like, not think about it again and, like, probably assuming unfollow this guy that, in, like, Assuming that months. he was going to say no. A hundred percent assuming then- he was going to say no. I was, like, I was, like, I'm going to do this with the full intent, like, just th- feeling like he's just definitely going to say no down. and then it will tie it in a bow it's and done. it's done. So, I, out of nowhere, message being, like, um, do you want to go out sometime, by the way? And it was like, there was no like Context. lead up to it. Yeah. It was like, we were talking about whatever the fuck we were talking about. And then I just like, bam, like followed up my reply with that. And then I honestly like threw my phone across the room. Like I was so. Oh, you got like the. <laughs> I was like, bury it in the sea. I'm moving Mel to Guatemala. It's not a mermaid or a pirate, by the way. She talks <laughs> about the sea a lot. She, I just think that the sea is like. puts everything in the sea. But that's where, like, if you want to go into the abyss, you're diving sea. into the ocean forever, you yeah, know? the sea. You're Harold halting out of this shit, you know? Like, you're just out of there. Ta-ta. But I was, like, honestly, like, I just want to, like, move off grid and have no name anymore and live amongst the plants or whatever. I just don't – I'm so terrified of what I just did. I was – I was, like, when I say shoot your shot, it, does, it doesn't mean it's easy. I, it's not easy for me to do. Like, I did it. Like, it was just, like, terrifying. The vulnerability level was 100%. And so I do this thing and then I, like, I'm waiting and I'm, like, oh, my God. I just, like, I can't. I didn't look at my phone for, like, an hour. Then when I did, there was no message. I'm, like, oh, my God, I can't. He's probably read it and he's, like, what the fuck is even happening? And then I get this message and the name pops on. And I was, like, oh, my God. And so, you know, when you squint, look at a text because you're, oh, like, I don't want to see what it says. You cannot look at it. But then you, like, must know what it says. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, like... <laughs> I don't want to know what that says. I look at it and it was like, haha, sounds sounds good. When are you free? And I was like, what? And I like literally screamed and then threw my phone again because I was like, this, God, no phone. I know. And I was so shocked. I was like so thrown. But the point being, we ended up going out. It was so good. We went out a few more times. It was so good. And then I'm not like, I feel like I'm not going to, finish the end of that story because I think it will get too identifiable but the point being it's kind of irrelevant where that went no it's the relevance is that you put yourself out there and it paid off it did yes but even if it didn't pay off I was so happy to have just cut through the bullshit yes and just put on the table what I was feeling you know low-key way i'm not saying like send a fucking essay to someone that you like Declaring telling them love. like don't yeah. jump on a coffee cart seth cohen style <laughs> summer roberts might not be keen <laughs> but i just was like maybe i should have done this earlier because it would have just saved my br- so much brain space that was Wondering. taken up with well what did that mean uh what does this mean like i don't know like i do think there's like 
I probably shouldn't have done like I wouldn't have done it early. Maybe I would have done it earlier in that month's period. But I think if you actually work with the person, mm. there's a higher level of risk involved. If you were working with like if I was working with him still and then I did it, then if he'd said no, I would have been in for like months of discomfort uncomfortable which i've had before because i've hooked up with people i've worked with before in the past and it is fucked and then you have to like spend all this time like around them avoiding them exactly so it's like i wouldn't recommend it like that but i think when like it's all about risk assessment right Mm -hmm. and i think when i think about that situation and then i think about also how i do it these days like with dates on bumble or whatever or just just like anything really anything where I'm thinking about things in my head, but I'm not verbalizing them. Mm. Whenever I've kind of just gone like, do you want to go on a date or do you want to come back to my house? The risk factor is actually low. The only risk factor is usually just your own pride. And what's that? Because the worst thing that can happen, and I always go back to this, whether it's, you know, work, a dress, a dude, whatever, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. I mean, a dress can't really say no. Maybe my <laughs> card can bounce. But you know what I mean? Like, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. And I bet my bloody last 10 bucks that someone is going to let you down gently. So not only are they going to say no, they're going to say no really nicely. Exactly. Like, if you have balls up to shoot your shot and said to someone, hey, um, you can't get a drink, they're never going to laugh in your face or say you're a pathetic you know bitch they're not they're gonna be like hey sorry i've got a girlfriend or um hey i'd love to but i'm actually seeing someone else at the moment or um they're actually gonna make up an excuse they're not gonna be like oh no sorry i don't like you know blonde women or women who i work with like they're not gonna say that no they're just it's just not gonna be that horrendous and i think also there's this kind of terrible attitude we have in I think just in ourselves I don't think anyone has it against people that do this I think Mm. it's just in ourselves where we think oh I'm such a loser if someone rejects me I'm such a loser if I ask someone out and they say no why like how are you a loser for being brave bravery is not losery it's not lame you were brave and And that is commendable and it's not even that big a deal like at the end of the day what did you do like you didn't go up to them and kiss them like I wouldn't say go up to some person that you like and just like plant one on their lip I think it's more like why dance around something even when you don't know because that was the weird I think that was the probably the the main crux of this type of shooting your shot where there are times when it's like it's very obvious that both of you have feelings for each other and you haven't done anything Mm. about it yet and that's still shooting your shot that's still a risk and it's scary but like don't wait for these clear signs that the other person is into you it doesn't fucking matter if you like them and there is some form of like potential reciprocation like in the sense of i wouldn't be going and asking someone out that literally ignores all of your messages and like or is married or you're like, like there's another crouching thing. in a tree looking through their window yeah no. or there's another sort of <laughs> massive um you know border to I don't know, sort of red flag yeah like like there's be realistic about this like like yeah. be sensible but like i don't think you need to wait for it to be clear that they like you and that they're going to say yes it doesn't matter if they say no like you said they're not going to say no like ha 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 you fucking loser they're just going to say hey super flattered this is the text that i literally expected back then 
hey, super flattered, just kind of not blah, 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 blah. I've got a chick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, And so it was kind of like, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be a horrible response because it wouldn't be like mm. it's so unlikely that would happen. And even if it did, that's a reflection on them, not on you. That's that's them being a piece of shit. And then you dodged a bullet. Exactly. So why would you want to go out with someone anyway who talks to you like that before you're even going out? How do you think they're going to be in five years time? Exactly. Either way, it's going to hide in a pie from the freezer and pop it in the oven. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> No, absolutely Fetch not. Fetch me a pie from the freezer and pop it in an oven. Oh, my God. But no. I think it also applies to, like, other things, not just asking think, people out. Oh, big time. Like, I think you shoot your shot at – and this is what's funny. Like, you never stop shooting your shot when it comes to love. And I know I sound like some lame, I don't know, Louise Hay kind of book, but you never stop. Like, when you get with someone and – you go on some dates and then you have to shoot your shot to ask if they want to be official. You shoot your shot the first time you say, I love you. you shoot your shot when you ask if they want to move in. Yeah. Or just meet the parents. Every single bloody step of the way, you have to put yourself out there and mm. it never stops. Like, it's, I guess it just never stops until you guys decide where you'll retire. Yeah. I mean, I reckon that's also shooting your shot. You're probably like, 99 years old yeah and you're like oh no i don't know if he's gonna want to be seaside maybe he'll want to be tree the tree change and maybe retirement and maybe that's gonna be this big deal it could be maybe he'll say something really awful about living seaside Mm. i don't know but like exactly and i think obviously in some situations the risk factor is lower and you're more comfortable with the person and you can kind of read the situation a bit better but I think it's a really sad way to live. And I say sad as in like upsetting. It's a sad way to live if we're just waiting for somebody else. All the time. All the time. Exactly. Just waiting, waiting, waiting. And sometimes it's nice to wait. Like I don't think, I think my impatience can get the better of me. And sometimes I'll be like, cool, we went on a date. That was really fun. When are they going to ask me out again? Okay, I'm going to wait 24 hours. And if they haven't asked me out, I'm going to message them. Like then sometimes it's like, Mel, you could just like take a seat for five seconds and let them come to you yeah, for once. Yeah, because they're just having a breathe. They're just, <laughs> yeah, like, they're just, I, just poor, I Actually, everybody that I've ever dated, I feel like I'm such a planner, as you know. Mm. And I think that they're just a bit, like, overwhelmed with my plan. Like, I just – I'm happy to take the lead on the planning of everything. Oh, I literally, just tell me when you're free and I will sort everything out. I will out. make it work. It's Unless- fine. And give me some advance notice because I love good advance notice. Oh, yeah. I remember back – like a few years ago, I was one of those paper diary people. I was like, stuff iCal, I don't want it in my phone. I love my paper diary. I carry it everywhere. And then I was going through like a whiteout tape a week because people are fickle (laughs) and they change their plans. And every time someone (laughs) would be like, hey, do you mind if we just change like Saturday dinner? I'd be in my mind, I'm like, well, out comes the bloody whiteout tape. And I had a color coder system with my pens and my highlighters. And I was like, no, I literally just want to keep this dinner so I don't have to white it out and re-highlight it on the next week. I've had three different types of white out on top it's of one another. It's literally like the pages were getting so thick and heavy and by the end of the year, the book would be double the size from white out tape. Yeah. So I switched to an iCal, but it's still, I'm feeling you. And do you know what is a funny thing? I was just thinking then about you saying it happens your whole relationship. Mm. Why do we... Not, I don't think a lot of us do anymore. I think that it's getting more modern. But I think let's be done with waiting for the guy to say, I love you. Let's be done with waiting for the guy to, yeah. like, propose. Like, who fucking cares, man? Like, 
if you're feeling it, like I, I do think that obviously I love you is a very scary thing to say. Yes. But I think if you're feeling it and it has been, it, it feels right to say it, just fucking say it. Yeah. And don't wait. Like how stressful to just wait and wait. And I've done this to just wait and wait for your partner to say it when you've been feeling it and they're probably feeling it and they're probably just as scared. Yeah. I just think there's nothing embarrassing about being vulnerable. It's such a beautiful and lovely thing about people. Mm. It's and our humanism. Yeah. It's what makes us human. And the proposal thing is the is the wildest to me because I know I've known so many people that have been like, oh like, you know, he knows I want to get married and I'm just been waiting two years for the proposal. Like, what? No, mate. Yeah, people like, are here waiting 10 years for a ring. It's what like, are you doing? Get that ring. <laughs> what are you doing? I can't. That that gives me hives. And look, to be fair, I've never been in a position where I've been waiting for someone to give me a ring. So I'm also talking from inexperience and I'm sure there are like a whole layer of oniony, yeah. oniony layers of factors. Yeah. But also, 10 years, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I am stressed for you. <laughs> if you guys have ever shot your shot yeah. and it has worked out, we want to hear about it. Yes. If it's worked out terribly, we definitely want to hear about it. We want to hear about it all. And I think if I could summarize the thing with shooting your shot, mm. it doesn't matter what the outcome is. The outcome is not the point. The point is the you are taking control of your own life Yes, and you are you are either going to tie that situation up in a bow mm. and push it out to sea, like we love to do, the pyre, then <laughs> shoot flaming arrows onto it and let it burn, whatever. I don't know why I love that analogy, you but in my head it's just sea. a beautiful way to, you know, get rid of dumb shit. Or you're going to progress. And actually this is this is probably – I forgot to say this and I need to say it, so now I'm going to make this episode really weird because we're starting to wrap it up and now I'm gone straight back in. Guys, I dive come right back, back, back come in. Come back, come back. Come back, come back, come back. Don't start do turning the volume block. down. Do another block. We're not ready to go. You can't, Don't walk through that door. Here's something really important with shooting your shot. Yes. When you like somebody, right? Okay. What was so wild back then was that I had such a fantasy about this guy in my head because I'd like, I'm like, I, it's hard to explain because I don't want you to think that I was like, this wasn't like an unrequited love situation, which also is really difficult. And I also think you should shoot your shot in that situation. Mm. But this wasn't like that. It was just like a crush. crush, you know, but I still had a bit of a fantasy in my head about what this person was because I only really spoke to them in a work scenario in little blips. Right. Mm. When we actually went out, I was like, fuck, I really didn't even know this person. And mm. I still really liked them. Like it was like just a different, but it was a real it was a real thing. So it was yeah. like, oh, this is just like a real other person who's also still really cool and fun and I'm having a really good time. But like. It's not what I thought. It's just very normal. Yeah. And they're just like. Here. Here and like sometimes awkward, sometimes cool. Like, like everybody, you know, like just a regular person. And I think that is why you should shoot your shot. With, in those situations because you put them up on this you bloody put them up on a pedestal and then they're just real they're just, just fucking real human losers like you like i'm a fucking loser we're all just losers we're all just fucking losers at heart yeah in an endearing way none of yeah we mean that with love listeners none of us are losers you know we're all just daggy dancers no one is out here actually like who's cool what's a cool person I mean, we're not these Bella Hadid types. Yeah, we? no one's regular. Bella Hadid. We're not like, I think that is another part of shooting your shot is that you pull yourself from fantasy land into reality. Mm-hmm. Either way, 
Yeah. Either it's all gone and your fantasy was wrong, which is fine. Fantasies Move often on, are. Right? We all had fantasies or daydreams where you were like, da, 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 yeah. da. like those things, they get away. Yeah. Or if it does work and you like, work, inverted commas, like if it does go the way you wanted it to go and you go out with this person or you hook up with this person or whatever it is, it's probably not going to be the way that you had it in your head. And then you, you, you kind of, at least you've taken that fantasy, you've removed all of the bullshit off it and you're just having a real experience. And then from there you decide if you enjoy that real experience or not. But either way, it's like, fuck, the amount of like brain space that you can take up with this shit oh, yeah. when you could just wipe all of that and go, let's just cut all the bullshit. Shoot your sh- shot. Shoot your shot. So that is all I have to say about Shoot Your Shot. And nice. now we can wrap up the episode. So please tell us your stories. We love to hear them. Um, Jeans and a nice top dot podcast at gmail.com. If yes. you've got something lengthy and juicy or you can DM us on Instagram, Jeans and a nice top underscore pod. Dot pod. Dot pod. Mel's underscore pod? No. Oh, well, I think it's underscore, but I think it it's might un- be dot. I don't know. Now I'm stressed. Okay. Well, guys, you'll find us. I'm having a little check. Mel's going to check. Or... Come join the Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. You know, we chat about all sorts of things in there if you need a bit of advice or just a safe space to sort of spill the tea. Yeah, we talk about everything in there. So come in there if you want to tell stories in there about shooting your shot or you could talk about anything. We have been having chats this week about lying about your age on dating apps, about when and how you talk about you know, having kids. Around the safety of dating apps and yep. the onus needs to be on these uh, app creators. There's so it's, – it's pretty high-low. There's lots of stuff going on lots there. Lots of stuff. And it's a really good community. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, Thanks yeah, for that's it. In. Cool. That's Bye. It. Bye.